Welcome to the premiere episode of Inyana Diomi, a brand new series here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, a series that I'm so excited to announce, and the truth is a series that is well overdue, as I'm going to explain. But just so you get the concept of what's going to be discussed in this year moving forward, so you might be familiar with the concept of Inyana Dioma, which is the Aramaic phrase that literally means the topic of the day. Inyana Dioma usually refers to something that might appear in Parsha HaShavua, though it's not limited to Parsha HaShavua. It could be something that is going to be relevant to the upcoming Yom Tov, whatever the season you might be in. It might be even a reference to something that appears in current events. But in Yana Dioma is usually a Torah topic of the day. And then, of course, there's the other ASEC that Jews all over the world are involved in, and that is Dafiomi introduced originally by Rav Meremi Lublin, the Lubliner, and this was the concept that every single day Klal Yisrael is learning the same daf of Gemara. Now, of course, you don't have to learn daf Yomi. There are other Gemara programs, there are other learning programs, there are other different ways that you can have your chilek in learning Teresh Peh, but many Jews have jumped on the train of daf Yomi, and we are now in the 14th cycle of daf Yomi. And this particular shear is going to be devoted to the Hashkacha Pratis, to recognizing, giving a shout out, and giving, giving valuable attention to the many times that we find a crossover, an overlap, interconnections between the Parsha Shavua and other Inyana Diyoma and Dafiomi. Thus, Inyana Diyomi. Indeed, there is a phenomenon that's certainly not limited to the limud of Dafiomi, though it's maximized when it appears in Dafiomi, and I'll explain why soon. But the phenomenon is such that when you're learning Torah and you learn different svarim at a time, and you see that the Torah that you learn is connecting because one savor that you learned has one topic, and then you see that topic, that Torah concept, that idea, repeated in another fashion, in another sefer. So one of the beauties of that kind of Torah learning is that it resonates, because the two times that you encounter that Torah concept, they get wired together in your mind, and it creates extra attention. And so just for practical purposes, it's amazing when that occurs in our learning. But of course, we know that there's something much deeper. The Hashkacha Pratis, or as Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, um sometimes refers to it as the Neshika Pratis, the, the specific kiss from Hashem, the Hashkacha Pratis, the divine supervision that that recognizes that there are no coincidences. Or you might think that, oh, listen, you you just happen to be learning this and you happen to be learning that. You know, you happen to see this one day and then all of a sudden you come in and you encounter that. And, you know, you could always make the argument that, oh, listen, whatever, it was up to chance, it was bound to happen, that thing was always there. You didn't notice it was there the whole time. But we, we, we believe that there are no coincidences, and especially in our limit of Talmud Torah, even if uh, someone believes that most things in the world are coincidence, which is also not true. But let's say you believe in that. But when you're engaged in the ASEC of Torah learning, and then you see your Torah learning comes together in several different sources, several different places, we know that there's a message that's supposed to connect with us. And in fact, this is the truth with Parsha HaShavua every single Parsha, every single week. 
we know that the Parsha Shavuos speaks to us. We don't just read the Parsha, but we live with the Parsha. And we're supposed to be in the Parsha so that we recognize every single week what Hashem wants us to know from the Parsha. This is true in our Parsha learning, and we have to believe that this is true in our Limud of Gemara and Dafyomi as well. In fact, the, the, the Ramban points this out in this, his famous Igeris Ramban, that whenever you get up from learning from a Sefer, you should be able to take something with you. And, uh, and, and the point is that whatever you're learning, the Torah has to be speaking to you. And when you find the connections, the overlap, the Shkacha Pratas is, is, is burning, it's, it's screaming, and um, I, I find it to be an important achrais for us to call it out when it happens and to share some Torah on the inyanim that overlap together in this, in this form of inyana diyomi. Now, for this particular pilot episode, and the reason, once again, why I mentioned that this particular series is well overdue, it's long overdue, because already in this 14th cycle of Dafyomi, there have been so many, several connections, overlaps, between Nyana Dioma and Dafyomi, between Parsha Shavu and Dafyomi, so much that I cannot even mention them all right now, but I have cataloged some of them, and I wanted to recognize some of the greatest connections um, that that are already appeared in this uh, in this Dafyomi cycle, which uh, you know which began at the end of 2019, 2020, um, and now we are in um, 2022 at the moment of this recording. So much has happened already, and I wanted to just recognize many of those occasions so that you can appreciate the need for for this brand new series, um, and, that, uh, and so. With that, I wanted to give a shout-out to many, but not all, of the incredible connections, the incredible intersection um, you know, between the, the, these two inyan, in Parsha HaShavua and Inyan Adyoma on the one hand, and the Daf Yomi Learning on the other hand. So just w- w- one of those such shout-outs, really, really incredible. During the week of Parsha's B'Shalach, right when the Daf Yomi cycle um, kicked off, um, so we had... When we reached Maseches Erev and Daf Yud Zion, just for example, that met us in the weeks between Parshas Shoftim and Kiseitze, where the Torah discusses all of the the laws of Milchama, of a war. And right there, the the Gemara discusses the laws of a soldier um, who is stealing dry wood during war. What are the halachas that pertains to him? And that's just one connection. Okay, fine. But then, when we got up to Parshas B'Shalach, that also met us in the middle of Maseches Pesachim on Daf Samach Zion, where the, where the Gemara literally describes Moshe Rabbeinu taking the bones of Yosef, an Indian, right out of Parshas Bashach. It came up right up in our daf when we were learning um, that Limud. Um, so to go back a little bit, actually, this we devoted an entire Real Talk Torah shir to. When we got to Psachim, daf Nun Gimel was during Parshas Va'era. And Parshas Ve'era, which is the headquarters for a majority of the Makos, and Pesachim Dafnun Gimel literally talks about the Kavachomer that Hanania, Azariah, and Mishael drew from the frogs, the frogs that jumped into the furnace, and they said, you know what, we can make the same, um, we can make the same leap of faith into the furnace in the times of Nebuchadnezzar. So we find. Uh, that that daf of Gemara came up right in the week of Parshas Ve'era on cue. Now, perhaps 
uh, a more grand form of this uh, this beautiful Ashkacha Pratis was manifest when we made the Siyama Masachas Pesachim, which took place on Erev Pesach, not this past year, but the year before. What an incredible time to have a Siyam on Pesach, to make a Siyam for the tiniest Bechorim on Masachas Pesachim. Right, so that's pretty incredible. And you might think, okay, great, so then you finish Pesachim and you're finished right in time for Pesach, you hear all the things you need to know. And maybe that's going to be it for the Pesach connections before you go into Pesach because we just finished Pesachas Pesachim. And then lo and behold, in the week of Pesach, we get up to Shkalim Davches, Shkalim in Yerushalmi Davches, which literally has a sugya about the Dalad Kosos. Literally during Pesach, we're learning about the Dalad Kosos in a random, you know, Pesachas Shkalim. Okay, fine. Then we uh, had another interesting connection. Parsha Shmini intersected with Shkalim Tesvav. Daf Tesvav and Shkalim spoke about um, a very fascinating Gemara about where the Aron is hidden. And Parsha Shmini, um, the, the main story in Parsha Shmini is the deaths of Nadav and Avihu when they um, encountered the Kodesh Hakadoshim in a, you know in an inappropriate way. The Gemara in Shkalim describes the, um, a person who tried to find the location of the Aron, and when he got close, he got consumed in a fire, just like Nadav and Avihu, who died when they got too close to, to, to the Aron Kodesh. Then another very simple connection, but Parshas Kisavo um, was the same week that we learned in Masecha Sukkah Daf Mem Zion, which discussed Bikurim. And, you know, one of the main headquarters of Bikurim is in Parshas Kisavo. That's where we have Mikra Bikurim, Arami Avid Avi. The, 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 the entire, you know, mitzvah of Bikurim appears in Parshas Kisavo. And that was the same week that we discussed of, you know, Bikurim in, in Masecha Sukkah. Some other beautiful connections. Um, Rosh Hashanah Daf Yud Aleph um, was, was learned during the week of Parshas Lacha. Now, it happens through his Parshas Vayera, where we have the Hachnasas Arachim of Avram Avinu. But not, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily too early in Parshas Lacha. Of course, we have the, the Eishel Avraham um, that, that, that Avraham planted um, or set up, whatever it was, whether it was an inn, whether it was um, a tree of sorts, an orchard. But the point is, that was discussed in Rosh Hashanah Yud Aleph, the week of Parshas Lacha. Now keep going. Parshas Chayesara, the same year, we got up to Rosh Hashanah Daft Hazayin, which literally describes Avraham's eulogy for Sarah. Um, and of course, Sarah Imenu passes away at the very beginning of Parshas Chayesara. Great. Several connections to Parshas Shmos. When we got to Parshas Shmos, so now that, that was when we learned Megillah Daf Tess where we had the editors of the Septuagint, when all the Talmidei Chachamim were put into separate rooms, and they were told that they had to, to translate the Torah into Greek. So the, the Gemara tells us the miracle that they all made the same changes. Among them, the, Torah descri- the, the Gemara describes a change that was made to a Pasuk in Parsha Shemos when Moshe Rabbeinu took his family, they went on the road to travel in the inn, um, they, they traveled on a donkey, and the, the Gemara discusses you know, whether they, you know, a change that they might have made um, to describe instead of a donkey, to describe a more um, and, and the way that Moshe Rabbeinu's wife rode on the donkey to describe it in a more tzniyus way, um, but also to describe maybe a, perhaps a, a nicer animal, an animal that carries people. But literally a, a, a pasuk right out of Parsha Shemos. And when we're learning about Megillah, which is the story of Purim, and yet to where we're uh, in, in that Masechta, we're discussing uh, in Yonim of Parsha Shemos, and it didn't stop there. The Gemara in Megillah on Daf Yud Gimel, which which um, occurred the same week of Parsha Shemos, discussed Basia or Bisya, a character referenced in Divrei Hayamim, but we know from Chazal that this is a reference to the daughter of Paro, who, so to speak, converted 
to save Moshe Rabbeinu when she went down to the river. And there the Gemara also discusses the different nicknames of Moshe Rabbeinu. It discusses the death and the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu, the whole Indian with uh, Haman trying to figure out um, the, the the appropriate day to try to wipe out the Jews. Moshe Rabbeinu was born and also passed away on Zion Adar. So the the Parsha that we meet, Moshe Rabbeinu, is also the same week that we learned about all of Moshe's names, his death, his birth, and the, and the conversion of Basia. Moreover, in Megillah Daphia Dalid, we learned about Miriam Hanavia. Um, so the Parsha, um, which we also are introduced to Miriam Hanavia, Moshe Rabbeinu's sister. So the Gemara there discusses just how long was Miriam uh, a prophetess for? And the Gemara traces her, her, her career at, uh, in prophecy back to the time when Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't even born, when she was merely a sister to Aaron. And that was the time, of course, when she babysat um, Moshe Rabbeinu, who was born. She prophesied, she told her father to, to, to reunite with her mother and to have a baby. And then she babysat Moshe Rabbeinu in the, in, you know, in, in the river, in the basket. It happens to be this week as Parshas Pahaloscha, where we see um, the, the repayment that Miriam gets. Uh, for having waited for Moshe, so all of Klaistral was going to wait for her while she's recovering from her Saras. So that's just a hashgacha of, you know, of this week. Um, but then you get out of Parsha Shemos, and then there were several connections in Parsha's bow. Right, so um, Megillah Daf Chaf Aleph was learned the week of Parsha's bow, which literally discusses when Karban Pesach, until when it could be eaten. And it also discusses the the the... The Gzeirah Shavah from Makas Bechoros, that it was by Chatzot Halayla. So all of that appearing in Parsha's bow exactly, um, you know, where um, it's described in the Torah. And yet we were we were learning about that in Megillah, Daf Chaf Aleph, random Daf in Megillah. Now, Bishalach of, of that year was when we also learned Megillah, Daf Lamed Aleph, which is which describes literally how Bishalach is read on the last day of Pesach, on the Shvi'i Shal Pesach. We read about Kriyas Yamsuf. We know that from the Gemara in Megillah and Lamed Aleph, and that happens to um, to be one of the Limudim of Daf Yomi during the week of Parshas Bishalach. Parshas Tetzave that year um, coincided with Moed Kut and Daf Chav Chas. Um, and, and there, the Gemara describes the juxtaposition between the Big Day Kahuna and the death of Aaron. Now, granted, that was taken out of Parsha Schukas, but literally a discussion about the Big Day Kahuna in the week of Parsha Stitzave. I don't know how many more times I'm going to use the word literally, but I, you know, you can't make this stuff up. Um, there, there were several connections between Parsha's uh, Vayakel and Chagiga Daf Yud when, Chagi, when we were learning Chagiga. Um, one of the, the Gemara makes a statement regarding um, the Heter Nadarim, in the name of Rabbi Yitzhak, who said that, uh, uh, and really the, the, the Gemara there was discussing various inyanim in Torah that are only alluded to by one, in one or two lines, um, but yet the Gemara and Chazal and Tarsh Peh has so much more about it. So that one of the inyanim was Heter Nadarim, which is barely discussed in the Torah, and yet we learn from the Pasuk, Kol Nadiv Libo, um, we, we learn very inyanim, uh, we learn various inyanim about, um, about Heter Nadarim, and that happened during the week of Parshas Vayakil, where we have the phrase Kol Nadiv Libo. Um, and in a, in a similar vein, Rashi, on the same daf, talks about Shabbos and Malachas Machshavas, and learning it from where? From a Pasuk regarding the Mishkan. Um, um, where, from where do we know Malachas Machshavas? So literally a Pasuk in Vayakil. Now this year, during, um, the, the weeks of Parshas Achramos Kedoshim, there were several different psukim concerning the Arayos that we learned about in Mesechus Yavamos this year. 
um, that 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 you know that that were taken right out of Achremos and Kedoshim, the weeks that we were landing Achremos and Kedoshim. Now, th- these were just some incredible connections, but I have some more to share that were actually, you know, on a more solemn and somewhat spooky and alarming of a note. Um, but um, they are w- worth our our reflection, I think, and our meditation. Um, you know, and this is, you know, not, you know, obviously not a joking matter by any means, but just to understand the Ashkach that Hashem clearly was trying to call something to our attention. But we learned about Yoma, um, Daf Chaf Aleph, which talked about the several miracles that took place in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, and this, um, and uh, this was the same week of the terrible Meiron tragedy, where where over 40 lives were taken um, at Meiron by. Um, literally a lack of spaciousness and congestion and suffocation and people falling on each other, which was um, literally a miracle that um, took place in the times of the base of Migdash that such a thing would not happen. Um, and this was something that was very obvious to everyone who was learning the daf at that time, that, that you know, by natural means, people would not be able to survive. And we, you know, we, we obviously yearn for a time when we could experience a miracle like that, uh, but now we have to be wary of, of the dangers of situations like that that took place in Mayron. Um, but that, that was one. And on a similar note, we uh, learned um, the daf, um, daf um, pei, pei in Yoma, 85 in Yoma, which describes um, the halachos of when a house collapses on a person, digging out the bodies, can you do it on Shabbos, pikuach nefesh, that entire... Um, Gemara appeared the same week of the the Surfside tragedy in Florida, um, when uh, when literally a building collapsed and there was a whole search party that 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 lasted days to try to see which bodies can be recovered. Um, obviously, a terrible tragedy that was again noticeable to everybody who was um, learning Yoma at the time. That the, the, you know that was being called to our attention. Now, um, although we just described. Um, Lag Bomer from not this past year, but the year before. This year, right, uh, leading into Lag Bomer, right in the middle of Sfirasa Omer, we had another random Daf in Yevamos on Daf uh, Samach Bays, which literally describes Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim during Sfirasa Omer, how they died, they were not Nagu Kavodzebazet. The entire story of Rabbi Akiva and his Talmidim appeared in our Limud of Daf Yomi during Masachas Yevamos. And the last uh, um, shout-out that I want to give today, um, I think, really drives everything home, um, which was recent. Um, the Gemara Nivamos, um, Daf, um, Daf Tzadi Hay through uh, Tzadi Zion, so the, which appeared really this past week and early this week, we had connections to two things from our Parsha this past week, Parsha's Naso. We had a reference to both a Sota and a Nazir. Right, the 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 Gemara was discussing um, a pasuk, um, looking for a pasuk, looking for a source, um, or I should say that the Gemara mentioned that there's a pasuk that proves that if someone has znus with one's wife's sister, so normally you can't marry two sisters. But let's say you had znus with your wife's sister, so that wouldn't render the wife prohibited. The Gemara learns this out from a pasuk, 
And the Gemara says, if not for this fact, we would have made a kal v'chomer, that just like in the place where, um, just, just like in the Isser kal, the lenient Isser, so Nasser ha'oser, the one who causes the Isser is going to be Osir themselves. So then the same thing should be true, makam shabal Isser chomer, when it comes to a stringent Isser, so ain't no din that, that the one who causes the Isser um, should be Osir. So the Gemara tries to figure out what's the lenient Isser that we learn this from. And among the possibilities, the Gemara suggests Sota. Now, there's that, and then the Gemara also, um, the, the, the Gemara on, on Sadi Zion discussed the concept that Tamachacham, that if you say, if you quote them, even during their death, so their sifsosav are dovavos bakever, their lips are still moving in the kever. So the Gemara quotes us in the name of a couple of different individuals, among them, we have an individual, an individual by the name of Shimon Nazira, literally Shimon, who was a Nazir. This uh, uh, Shimon Nazira was also quoted in Shkala Mandaf Azayin, um, where or earlier in the Daf Yomi cycle. But we have both a Sota and a Nazir in those couple of Dafim, and we know about the juxtaposition between um, Sota and Nazir in Parshas Naso. And one of the things we learn about that juxtaposition is. Um, not only very important for the Indian itself, but I think it speaks to what I hope to accomplish here in Inyana Diomi. And that is as follows. The the idea that uh, Sota and Nazir appear together, Chazal already tell us on the first Daf and Sota, which we did not get to yet in this Daf Yomi cycle, um, but the juxtaposition between Sota and Nazir tells us that someone who sees what a Sota goes through should become a Nazir. Various questions are asked why the person should have to become a Nazir, especially if he has seen what the Sota had gone through. So... He should be the last person that should need to um, to separate himself, to abstain from wine, because this is the guy who, he knows what wine can do. He saw what happens at the Sota. So why should he need to take any extra precautions? Various answers are given to this question. One of the more famous answers, I think offered by, um, the, if not the Baal Shem Tov, I think it's offered by the Nesiva Shalom. Um, but the answer suggested... Yeah, the the, the slanomer and the nesiva shalom. He, um, I believe, it was him who su- he suggested that if the if, if Hashem put in front of this individual the situation of a sota, if this person sees the sota, then that's a signal that Hashem wants him to take something from it, to to, to learn from it. And you should not think that oh, you know, I I'm immune to this. But Hashem is talking directly to me. If I saw this, this is this is what Hashem put in front of me. Then I'm supposed to see it for a reason. And I think that's really the theme of Inyona Diomi, that when we are learning something, when we see something in the Parsha Shavu, when we see something in our Limud and Daf Yomi, or whatever Limud it may be, we have to, um, we have to be, we have to have a Simas Alev to pay attention, to take it to heart, and ask ourselves what is being told to us, what's the message, what does Hashem want us to see? If we see um, a double connection, right, between um, something like the Daf and Parsha Shavua or other Inyana Dioma, it has to be a calling to our attention. We have to try to figure out what is the Inyan that Hashem wants us to take from it. What, in fact, is the Inyana Diomi? And as Ras Hashem, as, uh, as our Limudim continue, um, hopefully our antenna are going to be up. And if you notice connections that maybe I didn't notice, so then you can reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. If you notice an upcoming connection, maybe you looked ahead at Dafyomi, you looked ahead at Parsha Shavua, and you see something coming and you want me to call it out. Bezra Hashem, what we're going to do every single um, occurrence that we have this, 
where we have a, a connection, um, an important connection to call out between Inyana Dioma, the current events, the Parsha Shavua, or what have you, and our Limud and Dafyomi. So, Bez Rashem, we're going to give it attention in a, in a short Dvar Torah that'll hopefully give us something meaningful to take away from that connection. Now, if you enjoyed this shear and you're excited about this new series, and you want to discuss it or you want to reach out to give a sponsorship, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's thedatabase, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. But in the meantime, stay tuned and, of course, attuned to the upcoming Inyana Diomi. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.